Hey, I'm Elizabeth Willits and I'm obsessed with helping as many women as possible achieve their boldest dreams after kids and helping you to navigate this messy and magical season of life. I'm a working mum with over 17 years of recruitment experience and I'm the founder of the Investing in Women job board and community. In this show, I'm honoured to be chatting with remarkable women, redefining our working world across all areas of business. They'll share their secrets on how they've achieved extraordinary success after children, set boundaries and balance, the challenges they've faced and how they've overcome them to define their own versions of success. Shy away from the real talk? No way! Money, struggles, growth, loss, boundaries and balance, we cover it all. Think of this as coffee with your mates, mixed with an inspiring TED Talk, sprinkled with the career advice you wish you'd really had at school. So, grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine, make sure you're cosy, and get ready to get inspired and chase your boldest dreams, or just survive Mondays. This is the Work It Like a Mum podcast. This episode is brought to you by Investing in Women. Investing in Women is a job board and recruitment agency helping you find your dream part-time or flexible job with the UK's most family-friendly and forward-thinking employers. Their site can help you find a professional and rewarding job that works for you. They're proud to partner with the UK's most family-friendly employers across a range of professional industries. Ready to find your perfect job? Search their website at investinginwomen.co.uk to find your next part-time or flexible job opportunity. Now, back to the show. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Work It Like a Mum podcast. Today, I'm delighted because I'm going to be chatting with Jigna Johan, who is the employer branding partner for one of my favorite businesses, Sangaban. I'm going to be talking all about her experiences of making a career switch, a career change, doing some retraining and how that came about. So if you are listening to this and you are interested in switching career or retraining and how you would go about that, then this episode is for you. Because we're going to be talking all about Jigna's experience of doing just that. Thank you so much, Jigna, for joining me today. It's such a pleasure to chat with you and learn more about you and your experiences. Hi, no problem. Hi, Liz. No, thank you. Because you've got such an interesting career and now obviously you're doing something. We were chatting before we hit record. It sounded like this was actually something that was quite a passion to you because you mentioned marketing and obviously now you're in branding. You didn't start off doing that. Do you want to talk the listeners through your early career and what you were doing um, previously? Yes, sure. So yes, like you said, I've not always within employer branding. So I'm the employer branding partner for Sangaban in the UK and Ireland. My background and my career actually has come from HR. So when I was at university, I studied HR. I've got my, you know, I've done my master's in CIPD, got my CIPD in HR. And then as I was going through various HR roles, I decided I wanted to specialize down the recruitment route. So then a few jobs after that, I was more of a recruitment consultant, always in-house for companies. And then in 2017, I joined at Sangaban um, as a recruitment consultant. By that time, I, I think I'd say I've probably been doing recruitment for about eight to 10 years, I'd say. And it was, you know, when I joined the company, I knew it was somewhere where I, yeah. I could progress. And, you know, maybe try different routes because all I've ever known at that point was HR and recruitment. And then what was it then? So you did recruitment there. You were doing it quite a while, actually. It looked like you were doing it for a number of years. And what 
then prompted you want to want to have a change then and well, one of the things that always stood out to me in my initial interviews when I joined the Sangaban is uh, my manager, well, the, he's still my manager now from, from even from the interviews, is um, the recruitment function was very new when I was joining. It was I was one of the first ones to be part of the team. And he always, and, it always, and I always remember, and he always said, if recruitment doesn't work out for us, and if there's no progression down this route, where do you think you'd like to go? And I always just said marketing or something within communications. It's always been an area that I've been interested in, but I've not had no experience at all. But I just sort of just threw it out there. And then it was about, I think it was around in 2019 when the Sangaban joined the apprenticeship levy schemes with the government. And we're all encouraged as employees to have a look, see what's of interest to you know further your your learnings and there was a digital marketing apprenticeship there that I looked at and it kind of sort of all, all kicked off from there That's really great. I didn't know you'd done that I didn't know that the the company had done that that you'd that you'd um, join this apprenticeship levy and then everyone was encouraged to basically what to take an apprenticeship if something was of interest to them yeah, usually with the apprenticeship, you have to really have it as part of your role. So I looked at the recruitment options, but I was very, you know, I was quite overqualified for the courses they were doing. So I managed to get this. I went through the uh, sort of modules and the guide of this digital marketing course, and I managed to link each bit to how I would do it in my job or link it to recruitment. So a big part of it was around job adverts and, you know, marketing is all about advertising as well because I did that and I put a case forward for myself and how I'd make that course beneficial to my role. It, uh, it worked. And then how, talk us through the course things. How long was the course? So initially it was meant to be, I want to say about a year and a half. Was it a lot of work? Like, did you get time off to do it? How did you juggle it with your job? So when it's part of this government scheme, it's an on-the-job kind of training. 20% of your time has to be through learning or doing things that will support the course. And, you know, you write, you're doing lots of coursework. Um, I had classroom-based training. I think there was about three or four over the whole period. You have online assessments. Um, and after each module, you have you have to go to classrooms and do assessments there as well and sort of final pieces. So it was, a, it was like you're at university but working and studying at the same time. So from other companies then doing your course at the same time, did you? Mention? Yeah, there was. Uh, so when we had our classroom based training, my local centre with the apprenticeship company was in Birmingham. So there there was a class of maybe about 10 people, I'd say. And yeah, for all over different companies, same kind of profession. I actually was the only one from like recruitment, but everyone else was more marketing, either wanting to learn more or learn a whole different area. It was great, great to meet new people from all over the UK um, in their different wow. companies. So it was a year, it was meant to be a year and a half and you got the time off then to go and study. Yeah, so it would be a sort of like a week every quarter, I think it was all a bit more than that. To, you'd go into do classroom training, but 20% of your week would be either doing something in your job related to the apprenticeship as well. But then during that year as well, I became pregnant so I carried on with obviously working as long as I could and within that my apprenticeship as long as I could. So I'd say I, I did about a quarter of the course before I finished for maternity leave. And then the idea was to sort of pause it and then be off for, for the year I was off and then come back and then pick it up. When that time came, that was sort of when COVID and lockdown and all, all of that happened. So then it got delayed even even further for I'd probably say another four or five months. Now, as you can imagine, going back to a course that I'd started and picking it up after 
Do you have to feel like you did a lot of refreshing, you know, before you were? Yeah. Definitely. Even just to get into that frame of mind again to... But digital marketing itself must have completely transformed during that six months because of COVID. Like everything must have gone online. It must have been even more like important and Zoom and... (laughs) Yeah. It was, and there was no classroom-based training after that. So it was all just like how we do how we do everything now. It was all online on Teams, you know, having meetings online, submitting. Even my assessment was online, so someone had to literally log onto my like screen, see what my screen was as well, so they could see I wasn't cheating or anything like that. So it was a uh, yeah, completely different. But it was all good. I got there in the end. It was like a never-ending course, but I, I've done it and I finished and I passed and. I've, uh, I've completed that now. So, so I've got a qualification in digital marketing now yeah. as well. And is it all fully funded then? <laughs> yes, it is. So if no one's ever heard of the the sort of apprenticeship government levy, it's it's something that companies, bigger companies sign up with the government and they have to put in a certain amount of money, which all goes to people's uh, learning and so training. So if somebody's listening to this in HR for a company and they don't have it, what are the benefits, do you think, for companies to sign up for it, for other companies? Hello to all our listeners. This is Elizabeth Willits, your host of the Work It Like a Mum podcast and founder of the Investing in Women job board and recruitment site. And I'm here today to tell you all about our transformative career coaching services. Whether you're returning to work, climbing the corporate ladder or seeking a complete career change, our coaching is designed for anyone aspiring to make a significant impact in their professional life. We offer personalised guidance on crafting standout CVs that tell your unique story, effective strategies for nailing your next job interview, and expert tips on optimising your LinkedIn profile to attract the right opportunities. And here's the best part. As a valued listener, you'll get an exclusive 10% discount. Just use the code WORKITLIKEAMUM when you book your session. Visit us at investinginwomen.co.uk forward slash career coaching services to start your journey towards career success. Let's work together to achieve your professional dreams with the Investing in Women Career Coaching Services. It's really good because it, it just encourages people to sort of learn new things or, or expand on their current learnings. Like I said, it usually has to be linked to what you're doing. You know, there's so many around there, around apprenticeships for engineering as well, loads of technical skills. And I think from a HR perspective as well, it, it will increase, you, you know, employees' morale, motivation, uh, retention as well, I guess would be the biggest thing. Yeah, I think you're the first organized, big organization I've heard that does that, like has this apprenticeship levy within their organ, or other companies don't shout about it if they have it. Okay. Yeah, it's a really big thing for us. You know, that we always want, because if you don't use the money that you've got to spend on it, then you kind of, I think you just lose it. So that's why it's really encouraged to just try and do some stuff. I think a big popular one as well um, that I hear of is leadership apprenticeships. But there's a lot of people within the company Can that you do, do that as well. One? Like if you've done one and now you, you're stepping up to management, could you do a leadership one, for example? Yeah, you can. They don't. They, yeah, they don't limit you at That's all. Right. Oh my god, I love this. <laughs> I like looking because I love learning. <laughs> you have to look into it. I love being like a lifelong learner. I just, I think it really boosts your confidence as well. You know, to learn something new, and then you think, oh, I can do that now, and. And especially, I suppose, as mums, because I know you're a mum, it actually it's so nice to do something for you. 
Yeah, it was. It was really good. And I, I did like, and I found it so interesting. And I have to give credit to the company that we did it with as well. The teacher that I had was so good. He was so engaging. He just made it so interesting and fun. And I used to like going to the classroom trainings and, and I, I still keep in touch with this teacher on LinkedIn as well. It was, yeah, it was really interesting. I learned so much. And don't get me wrong, there was a couple of bits in there that were very uh, sort of probably digital related that won't be of use for me. So, for example, we were doing a lot of coding and a lot of technical stuff, which which went really way over my head because that's that's not me. But it was interesting. You've got a bit of a basic knowledge, haven't you? If you ever need to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You've got a foundation. You probably fix a, a, a little error on a website where it shouldn't be bombed yeah. or something. But I think what's that nice talking to you as well is how supportive Sangaban sounded like they were when you got pregnant, because I know, you know, there'll be a lot of people listening to this whose employers aren't supportive, who that suddenly would have been a problem, you know, if they'd invested in, in an apprenticeship. And so talk us through how they supported you, I guess, during your pregnancy and then your return. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sangaban really supportive and really big on sort of diversity and inclusion side of things and equality. So when I was, uh, yeah, when I said I was pregnant, you know, it was my first one. I didn't know about anything, how you do it with work. I don't, I just, I had, when I was telling my manager, I remember I had the giggles and I don't know why, but I was just like, he thought I was saying I'm leaving, but I, obviously I wasn't. <laughs> I was trying to say I was pregnant, but it was really supportive. The payroll team were really supportive because I didn't know how it would work with pay. So, you know, they sat down with me, went through it every month by month this is what's going to happen this is how you'll get paid and then with the apprenticeship as well they, you know like I said there's a whole team for apprenticeships they were really supportive as well saying yeah we'll sort it out we'll send the emails we'll do the forms and everything for it and when I came back as well they, they sorted it all out so really really supportive made me feel better in, uh, yeah, and yeah I know you work well you work compressed hours don't you now Yes. So since coming back off maternity leave, I've been doing compressed hours. So I still do my full time hours, but over four days rather than over five days. So then I have the Fridays off to sort of be with my son. And, you know, we just used to go out, do do things, just the two of us. How supportive were they when you put in that flexible working request? Yeah, really good. No issues at all. And I, you know, my manager said, let's try it, see how it goes. And if it's working for you as well as us, then we'll carry it on. And I've been doing it for, for about three, three and a half years. Is he, your son's just started school? Is that right? Yes, he's just literally last week started school, uh, big boy school for the first time. My neighbour, so her little girl's just started school with mine and she has Tuesdays off and she's like, I'm just going to have them off for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I think Friday's a better one to have off, but she's like, I'm just going to go out and do nice things. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice just to sort of have that time to do stuff that you don't really get to do. Yeah, I mean, and obviously well, there's never ending stuff isn't there to do, so it's quite nice to, to have that day. So you did your apprenticeship in digital marketing and were you still working in recruitment at this point? Yeah, so I was still uh, working in recruitment. I was linking it all to sort of job advertising, you know, using keywords and Boolean searches, that kind of thing. So I could always make them join up together. When I came back off maternity leave and when the course started up again, I was still doing recruitment for a while. And then it was probably more towards the end of my course is when this employer branding opportunity came about, which was perfect for me because I've got that sort of recruitment experience and that HR background, but also this digital marketing side as well now. And it was just a great fit for my experience and where I wanted to go as well. And it's it's not within marketing, employer branding, but it's, it still sits with under, within HR. 
because it's all about attracting people into the company. When I tell people what my role is, a lot of people who are not from this industry or know about employer branding, I just describe it as it's uh, it's like marketing for people to come and join the company rather than marketing yeah, yeah. for products. Absolutely. So you applied for the role. I don't know if you, you probably didn't know like what the competition was like when you applied, but you know how supportive was Sangaman when you applied for the role? Yeah, again, really, really supportive. I, I can never fault the support that I get. And it was a great, it was a great fit because I was obviously proving myself within recruitment. My, you know, I wanted to progress and me doing this apprenticeship shows that I wanted to progress. I'm, you know, I'm really happy with the company. I had no plans and I still don't have any plans to ever leave. And it, it just fitted in just really nicely. I was able to take a lot of my learning and actually use it. And, you know, they've been really, we've had no employer branding person within Sangaban for the UK and Ireland. So it's, it's been a great opportunity for me to just experiment as well, see what's been working. We've, you know, we've just constantly been improving things, doing things um, differently. And it's so far touch wood, it's, it's working so really well. How does employer branding differ from recruitment then? What's, how's your job different now? Yes, it's not about finding candidates and speaking to them, getting them interviewed, that kind of thing. It is the initial part. So it's about attracting them. So it's about, you know, using different places to advertise. You know, I've worked with the recruitment team on recreating job adverts and what kind of keywords to put in there. I'm working with our, our internal teams to update our careers website as well. But it's essentially it's about showcasing to external people as well as internal people that Sangaban is a great place to work. We've got a massive range of roles and different brands within Sangaban, um, different areas you can work in, different locations. It's, it's just so big that a lot of people have never heard of Sangaban, but it, it's absolutely huge and it's all over the UK. So it's about just getting that message out there to people that, that we're here this exists these are all the roles and a big part of my role is on social media now so I go around a meeting with our colleagues I get uh, video stories from them or sometimes you know images but I always get people to give me in their words you know their journey about how they've progressed or what they've done and then we showcase these on our employer branding social media pages now as well so we can tell the world it's about interesting. us I think you are a pioneer because there isn't I think, you know, I think it's going to get more and more popular. I think a lot of bigger companies will start having dedicated employer branding teams or people. What have been the benefits to Sangaban of having someone dedicated to employer branding? I think it sort of freed up that space from different loads of people might have done little bits here and there to do that attraction side of things. But now it's all dedicated to me. So I've got that time to go and see people, get their stories, get their testimonials, you know, showcase what they do in their day-to-day. And I'm quite mobile, so I can travel around to our different sites as well. And it's just, it's freed up that little bits of times or these ideas or plans that everyone's had. And it's, you know, it's something that I can actually ex- execute as well. It's just great to go around meeting other passionate people within Sangaban that, you know, love their roles, love the company. And I do love that side of, of my role. And I just meet so many interesting people. It's nice to have their input as well to all of this. So talk, if people listen to this and they think, oh, it sounds really good, but Sangaban isn't a household name in that, you know, it's not like Boots. I'm trying to think of other Coca-Cola, but it's a company that is in every part of our lives. So tell people who you are and what you do. 
Yeah, sure. So a French-owned company, as you can tell from from the name, we're in the construction and manufacturing industry. So within the UK, we've got, so when I said brands before, we've got 30 different brands. So if you imagine sort of like a an umbrella, which is Sangaban, and then underneath there are, are different brands. So some that people might have heard of would be sort of G- British Gypsum or Eastover. So British Gypsum make plasterboard and plaster which obviously go into everyone's homes. Eastover make the insulation. Sangaban's originated from making glass, and we've got a plant in, in the UK as well that makes glass from, from scratch as well, literally from the sand grains. So it is in it's in the construction and manufacturing industry and you just you see it everywhere but you'll never really realise it. Cool, you know, on the manholes. Is it Pam? Pam Sangaban. Pam is every manhole. You just you know in your house. It's literally a brat a company that is all around us, which is crazy. Yeah, and when I joined as well, and oh, you know, you go to B and Q and you see all these brands that we've got, and I would get a little bit geeky and excited. Oh, there's there's that's my company. <laughs> Another one you can look out for is on on your glass. So I've got, I've seen it in my car in the glass windows, a little Sangaman logo. Uh, you sometimes see it on trains as well. It's great. Yeah, it is the company that, you know, we live in, I suppose, and live on, you know, walking on, on the pavements and stuff. So what kind of roles do you tend to, you know, what sort of people are you interested in hiring? What sort of roles do you recruit for? So we have everything and anything from sort of your head, all the head office functions. So obviously within HR or marketing, finance, payroll, we've got engineering roles, technical roles. We've got roles that are in sort of science labs as well, where they do a lot of testing. So science roles, we've got, you know, your typical sales and customer service roles. It is pretty much anything you think of, you know, we would have something at one point in time. It's such a massive company. Like even just um, like I was saying, within the UK, we've got about five thousand people that work, in, and that's just on the UK and Ireland side. And it is literally you're nationwide, aren't you? As well, so so there's often jobs, you know, that would be potentially local to your home based as well. Yeah, and do people need? Exp- I mean, I suppose it does depend on the role, but do people need experience of working in the manufacturing and construction industry? Yeah, like I said, it is, would probably depend on the role. We do, uh, I do know, I saw some, like there were some graduate positions a while ago. We do have lower level roles as well where they're happy to train. And again, like I said, give the opportunity to people to have an apprenticeship course to help them progress as well within the roles. But then you do get your more uh, technical roles that will require certain levels of experience and qualifications. Yeah, brilliant. So where can people go on the website that you've obviously been spending a lot of time on to see what roles you're recruiting for or maybe register a CV. So it's it's our Sangaban Careers page. So it is uh, so it's spelt Saint and with a hyphen gabane.co.uk forward slash careers. I don't know if you'd you'd put it in the a link or anything here. But I know the recruitment team use LinkedIn as well. So you can follow the LinkedIn pages. I'm happy to share our employer branding social media pages with you as well if you wanted to link that as well. And that's probably a really great starting point for someone to probably see an inside of what, uh, you know, how I describe our social media pages is like what life is like to work at Sangaban. That you see uh, stories and posts and everything from our actual colleagues you know we film it uh, it's not scripted I don't tell them what to say or anything I you know I'll ask them questions and they will just honestly answer I it I think what's nice about your organization is that people stay for years <laughs> whenever I speak to someone they've been there for like 20 years and you think I mean that's some a company that's doing something right and people have moved around within the business yeah and because it's so big as well when I used to do recruitment I would that was my key selling point was how big it is and if you move around 
within Sangaban, but maybe to a different brand or a different location, but you're still clustered in internal move. And yeah, I think you're right. It's the people that stay for years and it's, it's saying something about how the company is and the culture is and, you know, yeah. people enjoy you, it. You obviously retain as well all your benefits, don't you, if you move internally? Yeah. Yes, yes, of course. So what would you say to somebody listening to this that's interested in perhaps, you know, a career switch, a bit like you've done? How, you know, what would be your advice to somebody about going about that? My biggest advice and what worked for me was if, especially if you're going to a different area that, or you know, you're thinking of training in a different area is to find, do your research first, find out maybe what uh, modules or topics you would cover in that course and really link it to your role. And just it's to benefit you as well as the company and your manager of how you're going to make it work and how it's worthwhile for them. And I think that was key for me was you know, instead of just going and say, I want to do a, a marketing apprenticeship, I really linked it to my role and within recruitment and how it would be beneficial to all parties. I know that's what we, I tell people as well when they put in flexible working requests and that obviously can work for a lot of things, but it is about how does it benefit them as well. So thank you so much, Dingham, for joining me today. How can people find you, connect with you? Yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm happy for anyone to to connect with me or ask me questions on LinkedIn. You can find me. And again, Liz, I'm happy if you want to share my LinkedIn profile. Quite active there. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat. No, thank you so much for having me, Liz. Nice speaking with you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Work It Like a Mum podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share the link with a friend. If you're on LinkedIn, please send me a connection request at Elizabeth Willett and let me know your thoughts on this week's episode. You can also follow my recruitment site, Investing in Women, on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. Until next time, keep on chasing your biggest dreams.